Welcome to Episode Party, the podcast where we talk about our favourite podcasts. I'm Jack Tudor. I'm Freddie Harrison. And our guest today is long-time listener, first-time caller, podcast fanatic, Jess Nash. Hello, Jess Nash. Hi. Thank you for joining us on uh, this episode party. It's great to have you here. Freddie, we're going to go into your recommendation, because it is your recommendation, what you have today. Can you do the talk about the podcast now? I can, but before I do, I'd like to point out that I really enjoyed the fact that you described Jess as a first-time caller, as if, like, this was a phone-in show, which I think <laughs> probably we ought to do at some point, but absolutely, we probably need, like, weeks in advance of notice, because otherwise it could be a very empty show, couldn't it, when people I, don't call in. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that brings to mind other occasions where we've tried to get audience involvement, but let's not bring up those depressing Shh, we times We don't talk right about now. that, that's been buried. Um... <laughs> Okay, moving on. Um, my podcast I'm recommending this week, um, I feel like I say this quite often these days, but such is the way with Episode Party. This is a relatively new one on me. It's been a podcast that I've seen recommended in a lot of different like lists in various places over and over again. And that podcast is Control-Alt-Delete, um, a podcast hosted by Emma Gannon, um, which is based on the book her book of the same name emma gannon is a uh like a business author and a broadcaster um she's written a couple of books now and she's done a lot of stuff on tv and written a lot of written a lot in different places about business and and lifestyle and and all those kind of things and her podcast is um the kind of podcast that, that tends to come up every now and then which is basically her interviewing lots of different people about lots of different things i tend to find there's a bit of a recurring thing with with her shows that quite often she'll be interviewing people about their books that they're probably promoing which i wouldn't necessarily say is um a bad thing or anything that's particularly unique to her because i feel like half of the kind of podcast guest industry is propped up by people who are doing kind of book promo tours yeah um but i will say that there are a fair few of her episodes that I've kind of like caught my eye as I've been kind of looking when I first started looking through the kind of episodes she does and so over time like you know over the last kind of couple of months I've been gradually just kind of working my way through and picking out the odd episode every now and then this isn't a podcast that I've kind of thrown myself into and listened to every episode of um, and I I don't think you need to either and I think everyone's going to find a different episode that they enjoy out of this or hopefully more than one i've found a few so far and i I've, I've really only kind of scratched the surface of of what she's got on offer really so the episode i wanted to pick and share with you all was um episode number 202 with jess pan who is the author of um a book called sorry i'm late i didn't want to come uh, an introvert's year of living dangerously which is a good title for a book to start off with and i, I kind of caught caught my eye yeah um and i just really enjoyed the conversation what i like about it is there's no kind of airs and graces about it there's no kind of um attempt by either party to like be overly impressive um in a way that can quite often come on across as like patronizing i know jack you know we've we've talked a lot before about kind of 
self-improvement and productivity podcasts where you know you've got a, with a host and, and a guest who quite often is also an author of a book kind of like you know patting themselves on the back and congratulating each other and kind of doing that kind of like i've got it all figured out and you haven't kind sure. of like yeah and i like that that doesn't really exist in this podcast it feels very down to earth and just just quite lovely really i think emma comes across as a very insincere person and so far of the guests i've listened to most of her guests come across that way as well which makes it just quite like an easy listen you know like i say i don't think there's anything i don't think this is the there might be stuff you can glean from this in terms of self-improvement but i don't know if that's that kind of this is that kind of podcast although there might be things you do get out of it that are great but like i say i just i just find it quite an enjoyable and easy listen but at the same time one that's quite interesting um another episode that i really enjoyed lately for example was the one with scott harrison who's the founder of charity water and i've actually heard like scott harrison's story quite a few times now but and i won't go into it i was about to go into it but we're not discussing that episode (laughs) so there's no point um but if if you're interested in charity and giving well and um the kind of effective altruism movement or just charity in general i think that's a really good episode to listen to as well but for now we'll talk about the one that i did recommend which is this one with jess pan uh jack what did you think yeah i i felt i'll be honest i felt a bit misdirected by this episode because i would say i'm someone who probably has quite strong introverted tendencies every now and then i was excited to learn more about introversion through this podcast because it's something that i don't really know a lot about you hear it thrown around you know i'm an introvert i'm an extrovert but it really do hear it being placed under the microscope and someone actually talking it through and there are definitely a couple of interesting facts that jess brought forward on this podcast so i think the fact that people have the most friends between the ages of 25 to 29 years old which means all three of us are about to lose a lot of friends over the next few years which is fun oh no i thought thought the exact same as well yeah i was like oh no if this is 29 next year's gonna be fun yeah (laughs) um and also the positive impact of speaking to strangers they say that people regardless of their extroversion or introversion if you speak to strangers uh, it raises your mood i think that was something else that she brought up as well so i i mean basically as well to outline jess's thing is that she classes herself as an introvert and then spent a whole year doing things which basically designed to push her outside of her introverted shell so i think she did improv comedy she did a lot of public speaking she did a an event at the moth actually which is a podcast we've covered before on here which is a storytelling telling yes. podcast where you know it's recorded it's in front of a live audience and she talks about the experience of that it quite quickly leaves behind a lot of the stuff that i think i would have found interesting which is about what an introvert is and instead goes on to really talk about all the things that jess challenged herself to do in public what i really didn't like is that almost exclusively introversion was spoken about as something that's almost like a a defect like she only really referred to it in terms of talking about things like loneliness and and referred to herself as an introvert but i didn't really hear anything uh, around the benefits of being an introvert i mean i bloody love being alone it's great is where a lot of great stuff happens in terms of if you have creative projects or you know you're you're cultivating a lot of your own thoughts about the, the world solitude is fantastic and there just seemed to be some sort of 
overwhelming blighting of solitude and sort of like the great thing is to get out there and stop being so lonely and and to live a bit which I, I didn't really find very substantive I thought the conversation also skipped along too quickly so you've got a snap shot of something you got like um emma asking a question on a particular aspect of what jess has done and then immediately they moved on to something else and it just felt like for a podcast that i think was about 40 minutes long i i would have rather that they really dug down into the introversion thing rather than skipping so quickly through the book i have to say though i like emma gannon i think she's cool i didn't realize that i'd seen her book the multi-hyphen method everywhere really until i went on a website and i was like ah i know you i listened to a couple of other episodes as well uh, one in particular with emma debiri which was all about black people's hair and the politicization of black people's hair which i thought was really interesting so i'm not thinking that the podcast itself isn't for me entirely i think emma in fact as a anchor point for the show is clearly awesome like she's really cool and as you say freddie she seems super sincere really nice i think she accommodates her guests really well like she's also very complimentary of her guests and you can hear them opening up as the conversation progresses i just thought for this episode i didn't really get what i wanted out of it maybe that's on me but i just wanted more content uh jess what do you think of this one yeah, so I'd never heard of this podcast. It's like a bit out of my remit of normal podcast listening. Um, so when I first heard what it was about, I thought, like you, Jack, I thought, oh, it's going to be a bit more going into the depths of introvert and extrovert. Yeah. Um, I thought the same about Emma. I thought she seemed really, like, down to earth um, and, like you say, sincere. And when she started out, I think she said something like, oh, everyone thinks I'm an extrovert and really I'm an introvert. And I thought, oh, that's how I feel. Like, I think people would think I was an extrovert. Yeah. Um, but then yeah as she got into it like you say it was a bit more not in depth but I quite enjoyed that I quite enjoyed just listening to two people have a chat really I thought that was really a good way to deal with it Um, and like you say talking about the things she that Jess had done they sound like my worst nightmares (laughs) like (laughs) having to go and talk to strangers like do improv i just thought all those things i would have hated so good for her that she went out and did it um but yeah i listened to some other episodes as well i listened to the episode with bella mackie she wrote a book called how running changed my life and um yeah and i thought that she like you said freddie all emma and all her guests seem to come across really well so i think that's just the style of podcasts and i definitely think i'll be listening to more episodes as like you say an easy listen when you don't want to get too bogged down with anything nice yeah i i I, it's funny um because i i never i never really went into it expecting to get like a full i don't know like an analytical breakdown of introversion and and that i i i kind of went into it i think i'm just kind of attuned to the kind of podcast now where you've got someone on there talking about their book and at that point unless they've written like a scientific book i feel like quite a lot of the time um they're very much talking about their own experiences but i think that might be due to the fact that when you're promoing a book a you don't want to give everything away and b often like the anecdotes side of things is what is kind of the thing that the thing that most people get attracted to and the thing that people that sticks in people's heads more than perhaps their kind of hard facts i guess but it's interesting that 
it kind of as i suspected you know you've both pointed out episodes that you you've both enjoyed beyond this one so i think yeah it's a fair assessment to say that emma's a really good host and i think yeah it sounds like you know that that i think you you, what you get out of this podcast depends on on what you listen to i guess so um maybe this was the wrong episode recommendation or maybe it wasn't either way i'm happy that you gave it a go and i'm happy that you actually listened to more episodes than i recommended yeah I think that is because Emma does come through. Like I said, I've come across as quite negative about that episode. Like It didn't resonate with me. But I do think that Emma came through with someone where I was like, I could definitely listen to her shoot the shit with other people. Like I can see that she's definitely someone who can steer a conversation in a really interesting direction. Yeah. But, but yeah. So yeah, I'll keep it. I'll keep it in the feed. I'll keep an eye out for what she's up to. Keep a beady on it. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's surprisingly high praise, actually. To be fair, it sounds <laughs> it sounds really nonchalant of you, but you know, to keep it in the feed is a, is a big deal. So you know, we'll, we'll go with that. All right, nice. Jess, your podcast. Tell us all about it. So the podcast I've chosen is called This Podcast Will Kill You. Um, it's on the Exactly Right Network, which was started by Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstark, who present My Favourite Murder. So that's how ah. I came onto it, um, through My Favourite Murder. So it's hosted by two ladies. They're both called Erin, Erin Welsh and Erin Ormond Updike. Erin Welsh um, is, has a PhD in disease ecology and she's an epidemiologist. And Erin Allman Updike has the same qualifications, but she's also in med school. And what the podcast is about is exploring diseases, epidemics, and all those sorts of lovely things that have occurred through history <laughs> and are still <laughs> happening today, <laughs> basically. Um, so I, it's definitely not for squeamish people if you don't like hearing in-depth descriptions of ways things can kill you. Probably not the one for you. <laughs> Um, the episode I've chosen is episode three, which is called Gnarly Pox, and it's about smallpox. So every episode is broadly split into three parts. They do the biology of the disease, the history of the disease, and where it is in the world today. They also always have a cocktail that they put the recipe out on their Instagram so you can make it um, and drink it along with them during the podcast. And it's always <laughs> themed to do with the disease they're looking at. Um, so I think the smallpox one's called smallpox on the rocks. Well, they call it a quarantine <laughs> each week. <laughs> so the episode starts with uh, an extract from a book, I think called The Demon in the Freezer. And I mm-hmm. think it paints a pretty... Well, they use the word gnarly a lot in the episode. A pretty gnarly picture of what smallpox oh, is like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's quite graphic, I'd say. Um, <laughs> but I just I think it's a really good podcast. They cover loads of diseases. I think it's been on for... There's quite a few episodes and there's every disease you can think of. I think it's got a bit of something for everyone. If you're into science and you want to know how the disease affects your body and cells and all that sort of thing also if you like history especially the smallpox episode goes into you know its role in roman um the roman empire in um to do like the conquistadors and even right up to when it was eradicated because so i thought it was a really interesting fact that it's actually the only human disease that's been eradicated by the world health organization yeah mm. Um, yeah and i also thought really interesting fact i don't know about you but i always think of it as like an old 
disease, you know, that's because mm. it's not around anymore. And I think they say something like actually 300 million people died in the 20th, 20th century. Yeah, yeah. Which is what more than all the, all the 20th century wars. And when you think that smallpox is an historical disease, that's actually quite shocking. Yeah. Um, yeah, but they say there's been no deaths in the 21st century so, so far. <laughs> Although the podcast does end in a bit of a downer because then they go into the, I think, very real threat of it being turned into a uh, biochemical weapon. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. does so put a bit grim. of a downer on it. But yeah. <laughs> just a little. Just a little. <laughs> so, oh. so, yeah. So, um, other episodes that I can recommend. I really enjoyed the cholera episode, but mm-hmm. I didn't want to talk about it on this podcast because it's quite a lot of... Um, toilet talk shall we say because of <laughs> what cholera um causes there's also um some so they do the style um how i've explained with using historical extracts descriptions but some episodes also actually have interviews with people who are affected by the disease they're describing so for example in the polio episode they interview someone who's got polio um Whoa. the hiv and aids episodes they speak to three um people that have got hiv or, or have been exposed to it when um in the 80s so yeah they go through lots of different ways of exploring these diseases and i think it's really interesting nice i hope you liked it (laughs) yeah freddie what do you reckon yeah i um by by the name alone i I thought i was going to enter into something that was far less kind of friendly than it turned (laughs) out to be um and uh despite despite the kind of content it 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 is like a ultimately a very like friendly and accessible podcast and it was incredibly interesting to hear two people who obviously really know their stuff talk about this stuff in a way that it sounds like they're telling each other these things for the first time, which I think is like a wonderful thing to be able to do as yes. like hosts of a, of a kind of knowledge or science-based podcast. To the point where when I sat down this evening and went on the um, This Podcast Will Kill You website and had a look at the page about the um, about, about Erin and Erin, the hosts, I up until that point was convinced that they were just kind of like passionate enthusiasts and i had no idea that they you know both hold phds and 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 you know do this stuff and study this stuff for a living which is no slight on their like abilities but if anything it's a compliment on the fact that academia hasn't like eroded their ability to talk about things in a down-to-earth way which it tends to do for a lot of people so I really, really loved it for that, and I found it like a really, really interesting podcast for that reason. Um, had they gone into kind of excruciating medical detail, I think I would have switched off a long time ago. Um, so I was kind of pleased that they didn't go down that route. Um, I was immediately like enamoured with the fact that they make up a cocktail for each episode, and a whiskey sour is a really good one to start with, especially when they're recommending that you drink it with proper bourbon as opposed to anything else. Will you start so, calling it smallpox on the rocks? I, I don't know if I will because I think if you go okay. to a bar and ask that you, you're going to get beated out or something sure. aren't you? I don't think they're, I don't think they're <laughs> sure. down for that um, so yeah I actually yeah I found it really really interesting um, I said uh, actually spoiler I said this to you this morning Jack but without wishing like I don't want this to sound like I'm being reductive that it's um, two women talking about something they know a lot about but uh, to me this this gave me a lot of kind of vibes of um, the history chicks which, we, which is a show we've covered this before and we've we've had we've had the we've had them on the show as well because it's one of the it's the kind of genre of podcasts of people who are incredibly passionate about stuff yet know how to talk about it in a way that's accessible to everyone else yes. which i 
don't think everyone can do. And I really got that from this podcast. So, yeah, big thumbs up from me. I haven't listened to any other episodes yet, but it's one I'm going to stick around with because I feel like it's worth doing. And the other thing I was going to say before I kind of hand this over to Jack is that it felt like the kind of podcast that if you were in medical school, this should be like recommended listening. Totally. Um, because I think it's just a really interesting way to learn about this stuff. So, yeah, that's me tapping out. Jack, I'm tapping you in. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Um, yeah, I love this. It's sort of another comparison that I came up with. It's like the stuff you should know for diseases, really, isn't it? It's two yeah. people sitting down and having a chat about something and infusing it with a kind of friendliness and amicability that makes everything very ingestible, even if you are talking about pus so frequently. So I was at the gym when I listened to this, and... I felt pretty lightheaded for the first 10 minutes hearing about, I mean, firstly, that extract from Demon in the Freezer, and then the description of the various strains of the disease itself, including something called hemorrhagic smallpox. That was utterly unreal and they talk about yeah, that was wrong. your yeah. eyes filling with blood and um i can't even repeat it now it was what, what i really liked is obviously you can't talk about these kind of diseases particularly something like smallpox without capturing that push-pull of like bodily gruesomeness where there is a, a certain allure of hearing about these really fascinating ways in which the body can be malformed through disease uh, but also it's kind of repulsive to hear about it as well and i think they do a great job of kind of persisting through this sort of very conflicted morbid fascination and and, and eking out these horrible details and sounding like they're quite horrified by it as well but also clearly they're compelled to study and talk about these things i thought they captured that really well and their whole dynamic as hosts is just bloody superb like they just sound like pals pals having a chat about what you know pals like to talk about deadly diseases uh, they they seem like they're having a really good time doing it and they're making each other laugh a lot uh, I, I liked uh, you've both talked about it already but the sort of segmentation of the podcast into like what is the disease what's the history of the disease where is it today i thought the facts along the way many of those have stuck into my head so the fact that the root of the word vaccination comes from the latin for cow like vaca oh yeah. yeah bloody amazing and that's due to the fact that i think this smallpox vaccination originated from from cowpox i believe that's fucking awesome and then they've also got the fact that uh, there's there's something called snake pox and something called dolphin pox i absolutely loved it i think it's a real testament to a show like this when i come away and i can still remember things and you know whenever smallpox comes up in conversation again i can wheel out the dolphin pox game <laughs> it looked really wise <laughs> i i thought uh the stuff right at the end that you mentioned jess about the sort of biochemical weapon element is so interesting and in fact speaking of stuff you should know josh clark did uh, an episode of his podcast the end of the world which is all about that and about the fact that these labs are so poorly regulated and that the there's essentially an inevitability that one of these diseases will get out one day and to hear that hammered home again i thought was i mean really really fascinating and obviously incredibly terrifying as well like it's a very very real threat and they don't shy away from <laughs> hammering home like how urgent it is so i i love this i think what what i want to ask you jess is are you also included in your bio the fact that you're a lover of morbid podcasts why <laughs> 
Oh, that is a good question. So how I sort of got into podcasts was my favourite murder, because I've always liked true crime. And I sort of just found myself listening to so many true crime podcasts, where I was at the point where I was like, oh, I've heard the story of this murder before, um, (laughs) told by several different people. Um, So when um, they got their own uh, network, My Favourite Murder, then I started looking, and that was how I found this podcast will kill you, which obviously is still morbid, but in a different way. Why I like it? I don't know, probably just a bit strange, but other people must like it too, so <laughs> I can't be the only one. I think there's something like, it's like the whole like slowing down to look at a car crash thing, isn't it? You just, you want to look away, yes. morbid fascination, you want to look away, but you also want to hear all about it. Totally. Um, but I especially think with these diseases ones, and if you listen to some of the more modern diseases, like there's a good one on MRSA. Um, which mm, I right. think is a term you hear all the time, especially like a few years ago as MRSA. And I never really knew anything, you know, just a superbug. But that's another good episode where they really go into how serious MRSA can be. Because I think we got a bit desensitised to it, uh, mm-hmm. hearing people talk about it all the time. Um, but yeah, I'd say morbid fascination is probably why. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I think it's something worth learning about. I mean, they do talk about at one point... I can't remember what it is specifically that they're referring to. Oh, the Roman Empire, where they're like, mm. smallpox was probably played a, a huge part in the downfall of the Roman Empire, and, and the fact that you don't hear about disease mentioned in certain events in history, and the, the dramatic role that it often plays, because it isn't quite as interesting about hearing about big wars. So there's definitely a sense that, even though there's the morbid fascination as well, there's almost a sense that it's overlooked in some senses. So... Oh. Definitely. Yeah. I think they said something like 2,000, they think 2,000 people were dying in Rome a day yeah. for smallpox, which yeah, is yeah. crazy. Or when they said about, um, I think, was it the Aztecs? Um, mm. Sorry, that might be mm. wrong, but I think there was like 25 million Aztecs and the 600 conquistadors and smallpox just completely wiped out the whole empire. So when you think mm. about, um, like you say, facts like that, you know, you just hear at school the conquistadors invaded, um, but yeah, they don't mention things about the diseases, and it makes you think if something like smallpox, there was a bioterrorism involving smallpox, what history might say in a couple hundred years' time Absolutely. about how that was handled. Yeah, totally. Yeah, <laughs> blimey. Well, on oh, that on that note, <laughs> cheerful note. <laughs> Numbers. Uh, so, the final <laughs> podcast <laughs> uh, for us to talk about is Number File, uh, which is a podcast about mathematics presented by video journalist Brady Harron, who uh, is also the host of a podcast called Hello Internet with CGP Grey, who also appears on ah. Cortex. Indeed, yeah, that's the guy. Uh, so, Number File shares its name with a YouTube channel of the same name about mathematics and uh, i used to binge that youtube channel on night shifts because i'm a nerd but i absolutely love the way in which he basically makes mathematics very accessible and exciting so the youtube channel is primarily about mathematical concepts and putting them in the form of like five minute explainers with various mathematicians and i think he refers to the fact that in fact many of the guests on the podcast are people who have also appeared in number file videos so Mm. while the videos are more about mathematical concepts the podcast is more about mathematicians and their lives so the episode that i chose for you guys to listen to is a good example of this it's with hannah fry and she's a british mathematician and public speaker who 
primarily studies patterns in human behaviour. And she's done hosting for a lot of BBC documentaries and also co-hosts her own podcast called The Curious Cases of Rutherford and Fry. And she talks Mm -hmm. about the fact that she works with the police to predict burglaries. She works with retailers to predict shopping behaviour. So she does a lot of these studies on like large populations and how they behave. And she talks a lot about the fact that if you get populations of a sufficient size, you can be quite accurate in the way in which you predict their behaviour. And I think they talk, in fact, on this podcast about the Foundation series by Isaac Asimov, which is like a wicked sci-fi series, but basically covers the same kind of ground. Um, She is a fabulous guest on this podcast, and essentially the episode runs through her life, how she got into mathematics, how she really uh, went for a job at the uh, Formula One and then went, actually I don't want to do this and then how she got into kind of doing a PhD, basically it just runs through all of the major mathematical related events in her life and Brady along the way as a host I just think is utterly fantastic as an interviewer like he keeps things moving he keeps his questions very concise but also i think he he knows how to bring the best out of hannah at each turn so sometimes he's playing devil's advocate and making her kind of justify her relationship with maths or a point that she's made about maths and at other times you know he knows when to come in and say can you give me an example of that he knows i think when there's an anecdote that he can potentially eke out as well and i think it really does work because you are looking at basically just people's emotional connection with this with maths and with numbers and the human stories at the center of it so this seldom really touches on any mathematical concepts that are alienating in any way and in fact as soon as they approach that territory they kind of laugh about it and the fact that it all gets kind of nerdy and obscure at some point so hannah talks about the fact that her favorite mathematical paper is like something where she completely mangled data on people's shopping patterns and turned a shopping store into a one-dimensional continuous line which uh, that means I, I said that but i don't know what that means but they kind of laugh about it and move on because i think they know that there's a door they could open that leads to an entirely different podcast and instead it keeps within a terrain that uh, someone like me who's interested in maths but you know stopped at gcse can feel really buzzed and fired up about maths again and not feel like i'm being shut out of the room where all the experts are so yeah there's other good episodes of this as well there's a great one with a chap called ken ribbit who played a part in solving fermat's last theorem which plays out i'm not kidding like a hollywood film like it's the most dramatic thing ever there's press involved there's a people shutting themselves in a room and going oh i think it's about to be announced all this kind of hype and business all over basically like the unveiling of a math mathematical proof which i absolutely love the shit out of so i like this podcast uh Jess, what do you think of it? Well, when um, I first saw it as a podcast about maths, I was a bit hesitant because I was <laughs> never, never a fan of maths at school. Um, but when it started, I think it's quickly obvious that it's not that maths or maybe it's just this particular episode but like you say it's not that math centric um as um hannah started talking i sort of somewhere in the back of my head that um rang a bell with i think she did a ted talk about 37 or 38 percent that's the number of partners you should get to and then that's the one you should marry as long as they're better than the ones before um so i sort of somewhere in my self-conscious i had my conscience sorry i had heard of her um but yeah i thought 
subject matter aside, because again, math's not really my thing, I thought she came across as really, for a mathematician, really um, down to earth, friendly, she didn't take herself too seriously, um, she, I think he asked her at one point something like, why are you good... I think she's been termed as a public intellectual or <laughs> outreach and he says why are you good and she says oh I think I'm approachable which I think totally comes across in this podcast like how she sort of thinks it's a bit ridiculous that she's been given those sort of titles I uh, particularly like it when um, she talks about that she rates all her appearances and I think yeah. he, um, the host says to well how many stars um, does your book get about the love equations and she says something like not as many as it gets on Amazon <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he so he sort of yeah I just thought that was so funny Uh, but she did not mean it in a way like that she was bragging or anything Um, she just was trying to point out how ridiculous it was and it's (laughs) funny to see how people don't think that their most successful work is necessarily their best work because like you say I think she's talking about her is it her dissertation or some sort of paper she wrote at university is the bit of work she likes the most that no one's going to see yeah totally like the most obscure bit that she's probably ever done is the bit that's her favourite yeah Yes, I just thought she'd come across really as a fun person to speak to and not trying to, you know, tell you things or, you know, she's not trying to patronise you in any way with her maths. Yeah. I think the thing is, there's an argument for thinking that mathematicians should be great storytellers because they're all about extracting patterns from data, which is kind of what a story is anyway. And... She does an amazing job, I think, of filtering through her life and being like, that's the story here. Oh, there's something I didn't mention as well. There's also a point where she refers to her time in Formula One and then says that Formula One is basically like a massive maths competition, which was wonderful because I'd never thought of it like that. And hasn't made me want to watch Formula One, like not even close. But I like that analogy. Um, Freddie, what do you think of this podcast? Yeah, it was interesting that because um, it was funny that she said it was like a the Formula One was like a massive maths competition, but then went on to say that effectively she found it quite boring, um, <laughs> which says a lot more about her in terms of her abilities than anything else. Um, it'd be interesting to see what would happen if you put a bunch of people like her, like Hannah and, and other mathematicians in a room and said, actually, rather than just crunching a bunch of numbers, like have at it, come up with something really, really interesting, and see what happens, and see how much faster we could get cars to go because they might even be faster um no that's not my main thought about this podcast my main thought was (laughs) was well my my first reaction was very similar to jess which is that i i didn't um jack you noted that you finished doing studying maths at gcse but you've you've always been interested in it afterwards i finished studying maths at gcse and i've never been interested in it afterwards it's just something that i'm (laughs) not good at and i i I just like i hate i hate when people say oh i'm not interested in that at all because i think everything's vaguely interesting and maths probably is vaguely interesting but i have no inclination to follow that interest in any way shape or form but having said that so glad there was a but <laughs> yeah that'd be the that'd be a rubbish end for the podcast wouldn't it just cut it there jack see what happens um having said that like uh, going into the podcast with like such a degree of like trepidation and almost like disinterest i really really enjoyed the conversation and like really really enjoyed um hearing about hannah fry i sort of vaguely remembered her tag talk although it took me a little while to connect the dots on that one because i didn't actually go and look it up afterwards or do anything like like that you know that would be the kind of professional thing to do but <laughs> not me um <laughs> Off but the cuff, I, I, yeah exactly and i i remember thinking the whole way through that i recognized her from 
something and then you know that that, that light bulb moment happened but I, I really really enjoyed kind of her demeanor and her kind of you know approach and style to these things and you know how again like how brilliantly down to earth she was in the same way that i enjoyed emma gannon like just completely yes. honest and i hesitate to say vulnerable because vulnerable suggests that there's some kind of flaw or something like you know some kind of problem there's no problem or flaw here it's just being extremely honest about how you're feeling about stuff and i think that's a really nice thing um so I really, really enjoyed the conversation. What else can I say about it? I thought Brady's kind of um, interviewing style was lovely. Thought he he was great. Enjoyed the kind of questions he asked. Enjoyed like you know, especially when he asked kind of like, "What what do you think you know you're good at, and what do you think you're not good at?" I think that's a really interesting question, and yes. I think that was a really nice one. I'd love to see some people on productivity podcasts ask that question and have yeah. to answer that question because yeah. it'd be interesting. I think it's just nice to know like what what you're kind of like you know when people go full disclosure i own part of this company or full disclosure i know this person personally which is why i'm speaking so highly of them like it's just interesting to know what you know what what weaknesses there are in people's arguments and i think that's a really really interesting way to go about and do it so i don't know how much of number file i'll want to be pursuing but actually from the point of like an interview and an interesting conversation with an interesting person i think it does actually hold quite a lot of appeal for me which i'm really happy about because i i expected not to be that interested in it and i ended up being really really interested and really really enjoying the um the interview wicked i'm so glad i did think if anyone was going to be able to make maths interesting to people who don't like maths it would be brady and in fact there's a real lovely thing about brady and that he often really tries to lunge at the opportunity to pull out something fun or funny like there's a chap that i mentioned called ken ribbit who i think is like president of some big maths society and at the beginning of their interview they play a clip where brady goes does anyone call you mr president and he goes no he goes i'm in a room and they just call me ken i have a little gavel and you know we just have a discussion and he's like oh do you ever get to bang the gavel and he's like no and he gives him absolutely nothing whatsoever but he's like (laughs) really tenaciously trying to get out these little details of this guy lording it over at this maths conference but i i love that he wants to just bring it down to a level which is intrinsically human and humorous which you know when it's something like maths which people perceive as quite cold that's a bloody good thing so jess you love podcasts that much is true and that much is clear (laughs) i would like to know (laughs) where do podcasts and how do podcasts feature in your life when do you listen to podcasts i should preface this by saying I remember speaking to you about a podcast, oh, Potterless, actually, which was recommended on a f- previous episode party by uh, Laura Ward. And I mentioned it to you, and then, like, two or three days later, you like, I'd listen to 20, 25 episodes of this show where they're all, like, an hour long each episode. And I didn't know how you did it. So how the bloody hell are you listening to so many podcasts, and where are you well- doing it? Well, I'm pretty much listening to podcasts all the time nowadays. I... So I run, so I always listen to podcasts when I'm running. I think I can't even remember the last time I listened to music when I was running, which, to be honest, I think is having a bad effect on my uh, personal bests because I don't think you run as fast with a podcast on as you do when uh, you've got some, like, banging <laughs> no. beats in your ears. Um, <laughs> Try number five. <laughs> yeah, maybe that'll be... <laughs> speed me up. 
so I normally and I'm pretty much run every day so it's normally then and um, then when I'm getting ready for work when I'm driving to work sometimes if I'm quiet at work I think those portalous um, days I think one of those days I might listen to a few episodes at work um, when I'm at the gym pretty much all the time I'd say it's sort of my most used form of media I'd say now because I just yeah. feel got to, got to fit them all in <laughs> you haven't yeah there's a lot of work to be done <laughs> yeah there is well. and uh yeah when I started listening when I heard you recommend about Potterless and I was like oh I'll give that a listen so I'm always a big fan of Harry Potter and once I started I just couldn't stop basically <laughs> so live live uh, eat sleep and uh live Harry Potter to get through that but there's still a lot of episodes to go so <laughs> yeah it's interesting you say that because your uh, fiance jack fry when we had him on he said he was worried about listening to too much revolutions and being just destitute in a corner somewhere just chain listening to revolutions it sounds like you've almost got the same potential to just listen forever <laughs> definitely have got the same potential and i think sometimes you have to uh, step away from that but it's it's like you're listening to i just feel like you're it's like you've got your friends in your ears when you've listened totally. to a podcast for so long um and so many episodes and i've also got a bad habit i've got to listen in order so it's not a question of like just picking episodes i like i've got to go back to the first episode so that Whoa. can be quite uh i had to draw the line with stuff you should know though i was like i can't go back to like 2008 <laughs> and listen to the first ever episode in order yeah that's too much um, definitely do you have so i can't remember who we had on before freds but they refer to the fact that they have their protein listening in the morning and their carb listening in the afternoon in the sense that they get a lot of newsy information podcasts in early on when their brains you know firing on all cylinders and then in the afternoon it's kind of the chilled out podcast it's stuff that's a bit more chatty maybe some comedy stuff do you have a similar kind of thing where podcasts come in at certain times of the day depending on what the tone is yeah definitely um especially in the winter because i normally run before work um even even though I love morbid podcasts, I can't listen to any murder ones when I'm running by myself in the dark because I get freaked <laughs> out. <laughs> so they are, so in the mornings, I'm normally listening to my more light-hearted, fun podcasts. Um, at the moment, I listen to Movie Crush with uh, Chuck Bryant oh, from Stuff yeah. You Should Know. That's one of my go-to running ones. And also, um, it's a fairly new podcast, Shagged Married Annoyed with uh, Chris and Rosie Ramsey. So they're my morning podcasts. And then Potterless is actually filling up most of the rest of the podcast uh, <laughs> schedule at the moment <laughs> so oh mostly word. that and then a few murder ones thrown in you know if I'm at the gym <laughs> in a secure nice. environment <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fabulous well Jess this has been wicked I should say as well Freddie Jess is one of those loonies who gets up at half five and also runs half marathons on the regular as well so it all makes sense that you've got this much time to listen to podcasts but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's impressive on many fronts actually so, uh, yeah well jess this has been great i mean is there anywhere you want to direct people to in terms of social media or, or anything like that people can where people can keep pace with what you're probably saying probably not <laughs> unless they want to look at pictures of my cat i doubt it <laughs> well you don't but, know uh, uh, yes, they want to follow me on Instagram, but I have no idea what my Instagram <laughs> uh, username is, so <laughs> not very useful. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. All right. Well, Freddie, if people want to keep pace with what we're doing, slightly less cat content, but still valuable, I'm sure, 
Where sh- we where could probably fix that, to be honest. We could. We <laughs> We've could got fill, two cats could, between us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We could fill out our social media feeds with cat content very quickly. But if you want to get in there before that happens, you can follow us at <laughs> at episode <laughs> underscore party on Twitter. Um, or if you want to lobby us for more cat content, then you can email us at hello at episode dot party. And if you want to go somewhere, I can almost guarantee there won't be any cat content. That'd be our website. That's www.episode.party. You won't find any cat content there, but you will find all of our show notes and links to the shows that we discussed. Lovely. Freddie, well done. And Jess, thank you so much for coming on the show. This has been a blast. Thank you for having me. Cool. And to everyone listening, we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, everyone. Freddie here. If you like the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating and review. It helps more people find the show. Um, It means that we can spread the word a little easier and it will give us a warm, fuzzy feeling inside as well. So, yeah, thanks for listening. (laughs) 